It's almost stretch run time for the Jaguars. Are they built for it? Well, we have to ask how they were built before we answer that question. We'll go through that in just a second on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, good people? Welcome to another edition of Locked On Jaguars. I am the host of the Locked On Jaguars, Tony Wiggins. And here we like to let you know that it's your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. A quick reminder, we are free to subscribe to on our Locked On Jaguars YouTube page. Make sure when you get there, you hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and then hit the bell so you receive notifications anytime we drop an episode. If you're riding around in your car and you listen to audio podcasts, make sure wherever that is, you check in every day so you don't miss a show. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. What's going on? Welcome to another edition of the show. I am the host of the show again. Once again, Tony Wiggins. And here on Locked On Jaguars, it's always your team every day. Hey, this is what we got going on, man. We're going to talk about this stretch run, this schedule that the Jags have coming up. This is the meat, the meat of it. We talked about it at the beginning of the year. This six-game stretch is going to really, really show who they are and whether they're built for it. Before we can answer whether they're built for it, we're going to talk about how they were built, how the Jaguars were built. Talking about free agency, and then we're going to give a little love to Trent Baalke here. Or a little spotlight to Trent Baalke, a little attention to Trent Baalke. It might not be love for, for everybody else, but we'll go through the draft picks, the years. Um, I, I like to think that 2023 is a little bit early to be judgmental uh, either way, whether you want to say yay or nay, but it's not really what we're going to do. We're just going to point out the facts of the last three years, including in the offseason and some of the additions that they made and maybe things that they should have done a little bit different. So we'll talk about in segment two, key free agency additions. And then we'll go draft picks by Trent Baalke as well. First segment, though, we're not going to bury the lead. We're just going to talk about the Jaguars, who they are, what are they, what are they, and then we'll get into deconstructing or reconstructing how the team was put together. I know there are a lot of people right now that are going to sit here and say, yep, let me tell you one thing they should have done. They should have done this. They should have done that. They should have taken Sauce Gardner, and then they should have gone out and got more pass rushers. They should have done this, that. We're going to get all the negative points of views and there are more than you're welcome to do it. I'm not, I'm not tripping on that. I will remind y'all though, the team is six and two. All right. And I know we can be greedy because I'm one of those people that have said, let's just be greedy. So we're not going to settle for the fact that they're six and two. They could, they could have been built differently and still been six and two. And I know some people, it's a lot of mental gymnastics to put yourself through that right now. When you could just be enjoying the fact that the Jags are one of the best teams in the AFC and there's still a lot of football left to be played. Y'all don't want to hear this, but there's a football left to be, a lot of football left to be played beyond this year. That's not a conversation we want to have, though, because whatever happens in the future will be affected by what happens this year. I remember at the beginning of the season, somebody asked me to go through 
free agency possibilities and what the draft needs will be for this team in 2024? My response was, there's too much going on in 2023 that hasn't even started yet for me to skip and take a look at that. I will, however, tell you this. There are people in the scouting department that don't think that way. They aren't allowed to think that way. There are people in the scouting department looking two, two, two years ahead right now. Not necessarily self-evaluating contracts and all of that stuff, but players. They're always You're always under evaluation when you're a, a, an athlete. Always, especially when it involves tying up a bunch of guaranteed money. You're always under evaluation. What your workflow is when you come into the building is under evaluation. The only way people are going to look past that if you are just a game day dude that just comes out on game day and you just go crazy and you're just that type of gamer where you could be hunting in a tree on Saturday night and then they know you're going to show up on Sunday and overalls dirty and take a shower and go out there and play. They don't, they don't say nothing about you. Lawrence Taylor was sleep and high most of the times, but they knew what they had. So nobody cared. Jimmy Johnson said it a long time ago. You don't treat everybody the same. If you're a game day gamer, people are going to just leave you alone. If you're quirky during the week and you don't have the same enthusiasm as every as everyone else. But every time, you know, the the coin toss fl- gets flipped and and they kick off and there's another team wearing a different jersey, you step up and play. Folks will make excuses for why you are that way. Oh, he's just ready to play. That's how he gets going. Performance will always trump all of that other stuff. But if you're a fringe player, if you're a guy wondering if you're going to make this team, if, if all of those things are percolating through your situation and that's the frequency you're on, you better make sure that you have the right sort of attitude and workflow. And one of the things the Jaguars have really, really done when we're talking about how they're built, they have gotten a culture of players that, that buy in and they, they believe in each other. I know who the main culprit of that is. That, that is not Trent Baalke, by the way. The, the guy that has this team comfortable and to the point where that even when things go bad, they don't seem like they're going that bad, that's all Doug Peterson. That is all Doug Peterson. And, and it, is, it is the way he approached it when he got here, how tough he was. Doug, there's a reverence with Doug. Now, all dudes should fear their coach to a certain extent, but it's not the type of fear where – it's not the negative type of fear where like anything, any and everything you you do, somebody's going to have something to say about it. And even that's not being scared. That's just aggravating as hell that you've always got somebody, no matter what you do, they're going to have something to say about it. I don't think people get like that with Doug Peterson. I think with Doug Peterson, these guys don't want to disappoint him. Shoot, when I go over there, it's rare lately because I haven't been around that much, uh, the uh, the facility because of my surgery. But when I was, a, I don't want to disappoint him. I'm not afraid, but I don't want to disappoint him because you think that that guy, you Doug Peterson has the air of a person that comes to work every day and does his absolute best for everybody else. And people like that are not folks that you want to disappoint. And I can only imagine being a player. I can only imagine uh, when they played Houston and he told everybody that he was embarrassed, how that made them feel. You don't shook up things and embarrass people in front of family, uh, embarrass family in front of company. For Doug to have to go in there and give that speech, I know it was hard on him and it was hard on the guys hearing it because he's just not the type of guy you want to disappoint. And 
that is that way because of how he chose to handle this team when he got here. How he chose to handle this team when he got here. And then, believe it or not, the trust that him and Trent Baalke had in this roster after this past season where they said, we're going with our guys that we believe in. That stuff resonated with those players, man, and they are playing that way right now. Didn't start out that way at the beginning of the season, but you didn't see a whole bunch of people pouting. You didn't see a whole bunch of people. Sometimes you can want something so bad, but I, we always talk about demonstrated performance. It is not about wanting it. It is about wanting it and having the uh, acumen to be able to go out and get it done. And so far, six and two, the team has gotten it done. I'm going to talk about some free agency guys because the further along this team gets into their progression, they're not going to be as active in free agency. So we're going to look back at free agency first for when this team absolutely was extremely active during free agency. And I think we'll have a lot of fun doing that. So, yeah, let's. Let's get to that in, in segment uh, number two, where we're going to really, really get into free agency. Look at how uh, this team was constructed in free agency at first. How many of those guys are still here? How many of them aren't? The mistakes that were made, all of that stuff. We'll do it in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. But first, I have to let you know about LinkedIn Talent Solutions, who's today's sponsor. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. If you run a business, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I had two barbershops. One was small, one was larger, right? It's a little bit of a crapshoot with the larger ones, but we got most of them in. The small ones I had to be, I had the small shop, I had to be really, really particular who I wanted in there because there wasn't that much room for error. And LinkedIn helped me do that. And all you got to do is add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring and you can get the same results. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn job jobs dot com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right, we're running it down here on locked on Jaguars. Bringing you this show after the Jaguars concluded their bye week. It's time for us to get busy and, and start talking about the 49ers. We'll look at the schedule real quick that, that we talked about. And I'll probably end up going um, through this. Uh, another day during the week, but I did want to bring this up. We talked about it in the off season. Um, we spoke about the meat of the schedule and what would they be when they got to this point. Six and two is a real good spot to be here. And more than, more than that coming off of a bye week where you get rest and more importantly, you get guys back. It's another week after Devon Hamilton played his, 14, 15 snaps is another week for him to uh, get himself game ready. It's a little time for Zay Jones, who sat out uh, one of the last – he sat out two of the last three games. Um, a little bit more time for him to get ready. He looked like he – even though he was in civilian clothes, he looked like he was uh, ready to go, uh, mentally at least. Walker Little will have some time to to try to uh, see if he can get back. And in other words, the Jaguars have a chance to be uh, Tyson Campbell will, will more than likely be ready to go. They have a shot here to be as healthy as they can 
or, or, or as healthy as they've been all year, including early on because early on they had some guys that were banged up and and Cam Robinson was suspended. So healthier in the term in, in the in the form in the terms of we're going to say healthy, but uh, in availability. You have more guys available to them this time, and, and they need it because the 49ers have lost three games in a row, and that's who the Jaguars play this week. They're too good of a team to keep losing, but that's their problem. The Jags have won five in a row. So it's, you know, either the Jags are going to keep that streak going or they won't, but the thing is they got to be ready to go because the 49ers are a good football team. I think it's going to be a good game. We'll preview that more later. But then they have the Tennessee Titans after that, and – even though the Titans don't have a good record, they're still a very tough team. They're still a rival. And um, that's going to be a pretty big deal. It'll also be a home game. All right. Then they go to Houston. They lost to the Texans. And the Texans are a team that they're showing up, man. Hey, look, you, you can't just count them out, right? I think that's Thanksgiving weekend. You just can't count out the Houston Texans. They, they are going to be a formidable opponent for everybody that they play every single week. Uh, and then the Bengals, the Bengals are hot right after that, uh, on Monday night, you have the Cincinnati Bengals coming in here in the Jacksonville internationally televised game. Right after that, they go to Cleveland a week later and they have one of the better defenses in the league, even though, you know, Deshaun Watson didn't playing real well and they don't have Nick Chubb. Doesn't matter. It's just still a very tough game. And you come on back home and you got the Baltimore Ravens. One of the five better teams in the league right there with Jacksonville. So that's another tough opponent with a really, really good defense. And then Tampa. Tampa's played better than, you, you know, we thought that they could play, but I, I don't think it's going to be a game that the Jaguars, unless they have a hangover or something, that they're going to lose. But it's still a tough physical football game. Um, after that, it's Carolina and then it's Tennessee. So the Jaguars probably probably have a chance to close with three straight wins. Uh, add those three to the, the six that they already have. That's nine. Uh, that's nine and two, right? So if you look at Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Houston, Tennessee, and San Francisco, even if they split them and went three and three, they I think getting the 12 wins is pretty easy. Relatively speaking, easy. Nothing is easy in the National Football League, but I just think that this is the part of the schedule that um, this is what they're built for, to be able to go through uh, those games and, and try to close this year out at six and three and end up 12 and five. I think they could even do better than that, but we'll just have to see. Are they built for it, though? First of all, let's talk about the veterans on this team and guys that will make a tremendous difference for the Jacksonville Jaguars here this year. Brandon Sheriff, the offensive line, um, that's going to be a big part. Brandon Sheriff, first of all, he, he's the, 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 the lineman that they didn't get on their own, right, that, that you're going to start. Of course, you can think about Ezra Cleveland the same way. But I really believe that Sheriff and his, um, his experience is going to be the big difference of keeping that line together down the stretch as you get all of those bodies in there and finally get the dudes uh, out there playing together uh, that we've been waiting for. It's going to be big. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and Calvin Ridley, those three wide receivers are one, two, and three. They were all brought here via trade or free agency. All brought here via trade or free agency. It's going to be huge. 
going to be really, really big offensively that all of those dudes step up, everybody that I just mentioned. We'll go through the rest of them in a minute because all those guys were brought here via the draft, so we won't mention them. But, yeah, this is a this is a team that has, has primarily on offense is going to start a bunch of guys that they picked in the draft, except for the guys I just mentioned. Defensively, when you look at free agency, Roy Robinson-Harris, he's been a really, really good, solid player for them. I was skeptical when they signed him. I said, look at the Jaguars trying to outsmart everybody and think that they know something that other people don't. He's been good, though. He's been solid. He hasn't been great, but he, he's been pretty, pretty solid. Foloranzo, Fadakazi, I think they gave him a, a ton of money for what he's been doing for the Jaguars, but since Devon Hamilton was out, they really, really needed him. I don't know if he'll ever, ever, ever be worth what they spent for him in free agency, but uh, he's another trench player that is a big body that can play, so nobody's going to be complaining about that. Maybe the best signing that they've had around here in a long time was Foyasade Oluwakan or Foy Oluwakan. I, I I promise you, I followed the NFL as closely as anybody when they signed him that day on free agency a couple of years ago. I was like, what? Yeah. Rayshon Jenkins was another really, really good signing, and so was Darius Williams. So they brought some guys in that didn't work out. Shaq Griffin and those guys are going on, and some of those players are gone. But for the most part, what you have seen with the Jaguars, with the names that I have just mentioned, the Jaguars absolutely nailed it. Maybe Fulorenzo Fadokazi is the one player that they picked that you can go, uh, I don't know if that's if that's worth it. Maybe they could have used that money in a different way. But for the most part, I just went through the two deep and I'm talking about where I, I looked at the starters on both teams. Brandon McManus. How about that as an addition? The guy we talked about the other day, last Friday, when we talked about the others, gives you a dude that could nail, absolutely nail a 50-yard field goal and that changes the way that you approach everything y'all know football season is here and locked on is kicking up our coverage with locked on nfl kickoff live each friday locked on will go live at 2 p.m eastern on every locked on nfl youtube channel host tanitra baptiste jarvis daniels and kyle Krabs will break down every game on the nfl slate to get you ready for your team's matchup your fantasy lineups your betting angles and more plus get in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked on NFL kickoff live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time on any Locked on NFL YouTube channel. All right, so here, what we're going to do now is get you to segment three where we're going to go through the draft picks by Trent Baalke, and there's a caveat I have to let you know about. I am going to have to mention Urban Meyer because as much as I don't care for Urban Meyer and, and the, the way he did the franchise here, you can't talk about the draft, especially that first year without mentioning his name. And he does have a little bit of a DNA imprint into that. And we'll talk about that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. But first and foremost, I have to let you know about FanDuel, which is another one of today's sponsors. You have to score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. I'm going to say it again. New customers get $150 in bonus bets 
with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, which you should be, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. I'll say it again. It's FanDuel.com slash locked on, all one word, and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. All right, man, and y'all are official partners with me, Tony Wiggins, because you tune in if you're an everyday every single day. And if you're not an everyday, you can be. All you got to do is just tune in to the Locked On Jaguars podcast. Draft picks by Trent Baalke. Is this where Baalke gets an attaboy? Kind of. Is it also where I have to mention Urban Meyer? Because one of the themes from the 2021 draft was, well, Obviously, they had the number one pick in Trevor Lawrence. But then most of his coaches, a lot of his coaching staff had come from the college ranks, and there were players in that draft that they had recruited. Urban, of course, being a college analyst, had watched a lot of players, had gone to some practices. They took guys that they were familiar with. Whether we thought that was right, wrong, and most of us thought it was wrong, and we were all indifferent to it at the time, They drafted people that they were familiar with from their time recruiting those players. Whether or not we want to look at that as a mistake or whether or not we want to look back and say, okay, it wasn't necessarily a mistake. A broke clock is right right twice a day. They just kind of got lucky because those guys turned out to be whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter how we look at it. The bottom line is, I think Trent Baalke sometimes saved Urban from himself. I heard he wanted to move up and do everything he could to get Kyle Pitts. That's kind of wild, isn't it? But um, here's what they did. They took Trevor Lawrence first, and you know that, and then they got Travis Etienne. Etienne's the top five running back in the league, so people were mad about that. Then they took Tyson Campbell, and a lot of people wanted them to take Asante Samuel Jr., They broke about even with that one, even though Tyson's built a little bit differently. Then they drafted Walker Little, who I I put Walker Little on my thumbnail today. And the reason why is because he was a big part of that draft. And he does give them a lot of versatility. Every pick isn't going to be a star, but there are people that still think Walker Little is a superstar. They think Walker Little is the best offensive lineman on the team. We'll have to see how it shakes out with him coming back off an injury and getting back in, in the left guard position and then seeing what they do at the end of the year. Um, Andre Cisco, but Walker Little does give them the versatility that if they want to let somebody go, they can, and then just put a younger player behind him for depth. He is good enough to do that. Andre Cisco, I think he's an absolute superstar. Very, very good player. Jay Tufili, um is not here anymore, but he's playing for Cincinnati. I heard he's doing all right. Jordan Smith, last I heard, was uh, given a tryout in Tennessee. Luke Farrell is tight in two right now on this team in Jalen Camp. Is no longer uh, obviously with the franchise. So, so far, three years back, looking back, very good. Two and a half years back, very good. Now, we can go back another year. Trayvon Walker, Trayvon's a good football player. I don't let anybody. This is 2022. He's a real good football player. Anybody who says anything different is wrong. Whether or not you think he deserved to be number one overall, that's neither here nor there. I wouldn't worry about that stuff if I was the Jaguars. He is a really, really good football player, and it has as much to do with the identity of the way that this defense is playing 
than anyone has. Devin Lloyd has turned into a really, really good football player. They wanted to put him in Canton when he first got here. The first weekend he got here, everybody said he was the best player on the team. We dialed that back a little bit. And now just allowing Devin Lloyd to play football and he's doing it instinctively and he looks like he has a navigation system. So he caught on and he really understands what's going on in the league. Chad Muma, good depth piece. Folks will argue, or I skipped somebody. Let me go back to Luke Fortner. Starting center in this league, third round pick. Could be a little stronger. Going to have to worry about that in the offseason, but he's a very good technician and he's a good football player. Chad Muma, depth piece. There will be people that will argue with you um, every single day about Chad Muma. He's in place, though, in case someone get hurt, gets hurt. And then if Foy Oluwakan ever starts to slow down, they already have an in-house replacement. Snoop Connor, I think he's on the practice squad. He, he may or may not be, but he, he doesn't have much of a future. Um, Greg Jr., uh, still hanging out, trying to, you know, trying to catch on and, and, and be more than just a practice squad level player in the NFL. Monteric Buster Brown, seventh round, has shown up, and he's a developmental guy who they really like. So even though there's not as many picks, there's seven guys, I'd say five of them. Five of them are, are, are members of this team, and that's the way it's supposed to be going. This year it's a little bit early, but we'll go through them. Anton Harrison is a starter. Britton Strange is improving. Tank Bigsby needs to hold on to the football. Ventrell Miller, I believe, is on IR. Tyler Lacey has been in the rotation some. Yarsir Abdullah is still waiting on his shot. Uh, but uh, if there's somebody who's going to hang in there and, and do all the things he's supposed to do, it's going to be him. He's a very, very grounded individual. Antonio Johnson finally got a chance to make some plays and close the last game out with an interception at the end of the game and does some good things on special teams. Parker Washington got banged up. Chris Braswell has been hanging around and uh, Eric Hallett. Those guys have to show more than just to be practice squad level players in the NFL. Cooper Hodges got hurt. They had a big, it looked like they had big plans for him. And I think that they still do because his injury isn't catastrophic. So look for Cooper Hodges down the, down the line to be a guy that they really, really invest a lot of time in and may factor into some decisions that they have to make. Raymond Vahasek obviously is not, uh, a part of the program and Derek Parrish is not a part of the program either. So have they, could they have done things a little bit differently? Yeah, maybe. Sure. It's just hard to argue with the fact that they are getting production out of a lot of these players. They're getting production out of a lot of these players. Everybody wants stars in the draft and they want them immediately. I think Trayvon's a star. I just think he's going to take, I think he's really going to bust out at the end of this year and coming into next year, people are going to be like, oh, so that's what it was. The draft process is really not about getting a guy in here right now who's going to help us right now. First round, yeah, you expect a guy who's a first-round pick to be able to contribute before he ends up being everything that he's going to be, right? And they have, you know, production from those guys. They do. The key is to them developing some of the guys that are, are the depth dudes to be able to slide in. If you're going to be a draft and retain team, those guys are going to have to slide in and really, really be able to help um, help you make decisions on when some of the other guys, especially when it comes to winning, because when, when you start winning, everybody believes that they were a big part of it and they deserve to get paid, right? Winning that chip gets a lot of guys paychecks that probably wouldn't get them if they didn't win. Because teams will gladly pay 
guys um, who have been a part of something because, well, you've shown you can be a part of a winning program and everybody thinks they have a winning program. So they go out and get guys that know how to adapt to uh, playing in a winning situation. Right. That's what's going to determine down the line, whether a lot of these dudes were, were worth it or not. Are you going to be able to plug the Antonio Johnson's in as guys get older? Are you going to be able to plug in the Tyler Lacey's of the world uh, for for Adam Gostas at some point down the line. I ain't trying to make all these guys old, but that's just what this is. That's the nature of the business, right? Guys are going to be replaced eventually. Can you continue to draft guys, put them in the development, use them in special teams, and then when it's time for them to play, plug them right in? That, that's about the coaching staff. That's also about what the Jaguars do with the dudes that they have right now. So I'm not going to give a grade. That's not the point of this. The point is, is just to show you how the Jaguars were built. They didn't really go out in free agency. Maybe if there's one guy I would have gone after really hard, it would have been Judon a few years ago when he left Baltimore and ended up signing with the Patriots. That would be someone that I think that they probably should have really spent a lot of time and, and invested uh, the draft picks, I wouldn't, uh, be, I wouldn't dare sit here and second guess uh, who or what I would have done. I tell you what, I probably wouldn't have took one of those linebackers either. It's either Muma or um, Devin Lloyd. I know for a fact I'm not going to even be a hypocrite that I would have done something different. But for all in all, that's what they're built. They're built for the long haul because they all have the same like-minded mentality. They've been grinding. And it's really because of the leadership of Doug Peterson. See, I didn't mention a whole bunch of Trevor Lawrence this, this uh, show, but it's all right if I could. Make sure y'all hang out with me every single day here on Locked On Jaguars and make it your daily thing to do and tune in. Until next time, we'll see you here on Locked On Jaguars.